0: good morning to everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Carlos Brown, joined by Charles Edmund, live from Alcorn State University. Here's the guest menu for today's show, September the 16th. Of course, Charles Edmund joins us. Uh, Mo Carter, sports director, Fox 54 in Huntsville, Alabama. He'll join us a Southern alum, a Louisiana native, but he covers Alabama a and He'll give us a preview of an Alabama A&M football team that uh, is playing Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Of course, our regular guest, Coach Van Pettaway, joins us live, I believe, from Baton Rouge. I think he's here for the Southern Alabama a and football game. And then A.D. Willow Brown joins us. Here's simply what's trending, and we'll get right into it on the Coles Brown Show. Southern football is off to a horrible start. Slow, horrible, whatever adjectives that you want to use. Zero and two has not said well, not said well with the Jaguar Nation. Also, what's trending? Concerns on renewing Roman Banks' Contract and uh, it, it was an article by produced by a young lady from the Southern University Digest, a student newspaper, and so it begs the question: Will the powers that be, when it's all said and done, will Roman Banks get a contract extension? Also, is Southern University's football game, a must-win. Now, some of my colleagues perhaps don't believe that this is a must-win. I'll let you decide, but I know this. It is important. It's a conference game, and, yeah, you have the goals are still ahead of them, but this team needs a victory in the worst way. They need it. Also, a tough weekend last week for SWAT football. Out of conference play, still challenging. That's simply what's trending on Nicole's Brown show. Before bringing Charles Edmonds, with his first – comments? I just want to say congratulations to Jackson State. You know when you play a rival, an intense rivalry like Southern and Jackson State and Jackson State came in and took care of business? It leaves the Jaguar Nation in a sour mood. And I understand uh, the frustration of Jaguar Nation. Constructive criticism. Everyone needs it. Everyone needs it. But if we kind of just step back and look at it, 7-7 in 14 games with Coach Julie. Yes, a Western Division championship, albeit some of you said, well, they backed into it. Well, nevertheless, they got to the championship game and they lost to Jackson State. But from what I can gather from some of you in the Jaguar Nation, here's some of the things that stick out to you. Promise the offense that was fast and explosive. Hadn't had it. 12 points a game so far in the young season. That's 10th in the conference. They shared that with a couple other teams, one being all corn state. Minus seven in turnovers, ball security. And once again, constructive criticism is valid. It really is. Offensive line play has not been good. I want to see tonight if there are going to be some changes in the offensive line. And then uh, the running game has just been impotent. Uh, I mean, I can't put it no other way. And if you look at last week's ball game, they threw Coach Coach Dooley in the offense and Harold Blood 44 passes. What have we talked about all during the summer? You, you got to have balance in offense, and, and they have not been able to establish a running game. And, and hopefully, there's going to be some changes in the offensive line. And then, two, they still got to stick with it if it's not successful early on. The commitment to run the football. Ultimately, the slow start falls on Coach Dooling. He's the CEO, and it begs the basic question again: Is tonight' game a must? Win. Congratulations to Jackson State. 27 to 14 over Southern University last week. Zero and two on the season tonight. Alabama AM ESPN plus at 6 PM. Charles Edmond, I got my little commentary out of the way. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning. Uh the Braves Nation and the Jaguar Nation kind of in a sour mood here in the first couple of games of the season for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, and particularly uh, 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 offensively, and if you pull up kind of the stats, uh, once again, Southern University scored first. Augustus Petrie, 64-yard pass reception, long pass play. A good move he put on the defensive back for Jackson State, albeit it looks like he did also slip <laughs> and fell down. 13-7 to at the half. And then I score 14 to 7 in the second half, 27 to 14. And and I guess it, it, it's frustration too because of Alabama State. Scored first, couldn't sustain. And then 29,986. It was packed in the place. And when you play in Jackson State and you lose. It's disappointing to say the least. But then the previous week, now Jackson State, and now you come to Alabama A&M. But 44 passes, Southern University through. Net yards rushing, 221 for Jackson State, 54 for Southern University. I circled that, 54. Net yards passing, yeah, 320. For Southern, 184 for Jackson State. Total offense, 405 for Jackson State, 374 for Southern University. 25 of 44, one TD, two interceptions for Harold Blood. But we can just see it. No running game whatsoever. And if you're going to throw the ball 40-plus times, not good at all. Not good at all. So this Jaguar Nation, I mean, I've been doing this for a while and I know Jaguar Nation can be very tough, but it is, it's one of the nastiest moves I've seen for, for Southern University. Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Carey says, JSU exposed Southern University. Well. Troy says, "Good morning." Southern has not committed to establishing the run. You know, yeah, that is true. Carlos, in your opinion, do you think Coach Dooley will make a necessary adjustments to win? So far, he hasn't. Thanks for that, Rusty. It would behoove Coach Dooley to to make adjustments. Um, but I, I, I like a balanced offense, and you're not seeing that now. And 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 I and I can tell you this, Charles. Every other team, until they get better at it. That is the same way they're going to approach Southern's offense. We're going to stop the run, and we believe that you can't beat us throwing the football. Can adjustments be made? Yes. Sometimes you can't be stubborn, man. So I want to see. I want to see. The depth chart, will it be be some changes in the O-line? And then quarterback, I'll just put it out there. If Harold blood struggles with ball security, do you have a short leash? Wow. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Yeah, there is a lot to unpack there, Carlos. And, you know, I think we're kind of in the same boat too, as far as offensive, uh, of offensive woes are concerned with us. It's throw it's running. We're running the football, but throwing the football has been a struggle. Don't even have a hundred yards passing through the first two games with two quarterbacks, Tyler Macon and Aaron Allen. Aaron Allen will get the start by the way in today's game against McNeese later on. But uh is is this the must-win game for Southern University? Yes. Um I think as you get into confidence, just the mental aspect, the mental psyche of this game based on what happened last week, like you said 30,000 in the house, you couldn't ask for a better for a better setting. I was looking at some of the pictures and video. Um I I had Jackson to win the game towards the end of the show. I had him winning the game for the very reasons that you spilled out. I think there's still lack of continuity in quarterback play, uh, running the football, lack thereof, uh, not being able to run the football, throwing it all over the yard. Uh, I kind of felt like some, you know, some adjustments might not be made in this game last week. And I felt that Southern was going to play with a lot of tension and pressure because they were at home. If the game were in Jackson, I probably would have picked Southern to win the game because, yes, yeah. I would have picked because, – because Southern's done that before. Remember, we've been – on this show, there have been times in which, as you said, the Jaguar nation is crucified, whether it's Coach Odoms or Dooley, whatever the case, and they come up big on the road. They want at Prairie View. This is not the past now. When backs are back to against the wall playing in hostile environments, they come up big. But at home, and you said it, and I've seen it, and you've seen it. There just seems to be a little bit more tension when you're playing at home, whether it's at Mumford, Hines Field, the Baby Dome. I kind of felt that, and it happened. So you got Alabama AM. and You got Coach Maynard talking a little bit. I think Jaguars will be a little more relaxed, but if they're one-dimensional, it's going to be tough. And the question is whether or not is blood the quarterback. At some point, you got to make a decision as you get deeper into this schedule. You have Bama State and Jackson State to figure it out. You got to figure it out after this week, regardless of what happens. If you're gonna go with Blood, fine. Just like what us, it's either Aaron Allen or Tyler Make it. Tyler Make is not 100%. That's why he's not probably not gonna play. He hurt his he hurt his ankle uh, last week, so Aaron Allen will get the start. But if Blood is healthy and he's ineffective, like you said, with the turnovers, ball security, at what point do you have to make a change with the season on the line? And so, I mean, you hate to say it in week three, but I think, Carlos, you hit the nail on the head. I do think it's a must win for Southern University coming off the Bama State and Jackson State wins. I think defensively, and you talked about it, we were texting back and forth, is the defense good enough to get off the field? Unlike here at Alcorn, where our defense has been outstanding. Three interceptions last week. You know, we sacked McNeese 10 times last year when we played him. If we get after the quarterback here, our defense can hold up but can southern's defense hold up against alabama and if their offense continues to sputter so i think different dynamics but the pressure i think is clearly on southern to get it done at home because once you get on the road it's not an easy it's not an easy road especially if you're behind the chains and behind in the
0: standings well i don't know charles the way i saw jackson state defense and they were pretty doggone good. They Let's just put it out there. They dominated Southern offense in line. They got a tremendous push. That game in Jackson, I I, I think it's the same results. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, in the past, yeah, they've had some great games, but the last two times they visited Veterans Memorial, they came away with a loss, but previously before then. Um, shoot defense, pretty doggone good. Pretty doggone good. I don't know about that, but I'm putting the question out there. Is it a must-win for Southern University? And in spite of uh, we see the two previous games, it set a bad precedent as far as the mood of the fans. So with the quarterback play, just my opinion, ball security are struggling. And, and, And let's put the quarterback in a position to be successful. Let's utilize all the weapons offensive on the tiny end backs out. But number one, they've got to start being susceptible running the football. And if ball security becomes an issue, I would have a quick, quick hook. I'm going with somebody else. I need a spark. I need a spark. And for coach julian to be to be honest, and if you go on social media, and, and, and I've got to the point now, I can't really read too much of it. It's it, it's so brutal. But again, people have a right to voice their opinion. Let's see now with coaching. Let's see with a little adversity now. Well, a little adversity, a lot of adversity. Let's see how he responds and the staff to this game. You can't get those two previous games back, but starting tonight and going forward, you've got to get it doing, going. You got to get off the fast start. I mean, the defense has played well. The only thing that I've seen is that on third downs, they have not gotten off the field a lot of times. They could be third and long. They just they've got to get off the football field, and then of course tackling in space—that's an issue throughout college football there could be some improvement there. And then the defenses, and I I pulled up the stats after two games, they're in the top three. But offensively, they're way down. Way down. So you've got to start seeing some improvement ASAP. And if not, and and we've already seen people in the chat room talking about Coach Doolin's job, that's going to take care of itself. Whether he's here or not will depend on the end of the season. Yeah. Now he's uh, now Charles, he's got a three-year contract guaranteed.
1: It's not going and, anywhere.
0: And, 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 and it's kind of uncomfortable to a certain extent talking about. Firing a coach after two games in a season. Now let's, let's let it play off play out. You yeah. got the right to voice your opinion and be dissatisfied. I'm not saying some something else about that. But with that being said, some people texting me about, well, who who do you think is going to be the next coach? I don't care. I'm not even thinking that. Let it play out. Yeah. Let it play out. The the the, the rest of the season. Now, if they're not successful tonight. We know what's going to happen.
1: Well, yeah. Well, I, you know, as as far as Coach Dooley's status, of course, I'm not there, and but I read the tea leaves. You know, with just like our fans are talking about Coach McNair, he's had success. It's been a couple of bad years, and we're up to a tough start. But Dooley, this is the second year. You know, money ties into that. Nothing's going to happen right now. I mean, even if he loses tonight, I know the fans are in uproar right now. Mm-hmm. I get it. I've been there, done that, bought the T-shirt but it's, it's not going to happen. Um, as far as AD banks, that's a whole nother story. Of course, ADs are tied to their coaches and vice versa. So, of course, when the football coach is losing, the AD that helped bring him there is going to be tied to it too. So, I get all of that as well. That's just the nature of the business. That's just the way it works. Um, I don't see anything happening, you know, even after this season, I don't see it happening. We just don't, at, at our level, HBC, we just don't we don't can a coach after two years, especially a coach that's making pretty decent coin with another year left. You got to buy it out. Are you going to do that? Probably not. So uh, that's just my own opinion. Um, with the West being what it is, let's just look at the division right now. We have a non-conference game coming up. Our conference slate opens up next week against Prairie View. They'll be right here. Um, Texas Southern, you don't know what to expect there. They already have a loss. Body didn't play last week. You don't know what's going to happen there. UAPB has Miles College today. You know what's going to happen there. So bad, you know,
0: bad loss. Bad loss for Alabama State.
1: Bad loss for Alabama State. For for the psyche, for the psyche of that, I mean all the great work that they did against Southern was wiped off the map. You know, but give Miles credit, though. There are some coaches that have told me you don't want to see Miles, you don't want to play Miles. And there's a reason why that. Swag teams don't play Miles College in much of anything. Football, there's a reason for that, and because of what you just saw last week there. Um, but the West is still wide open. We've yet to play. Texas Southern's behind the eight ball. Prairie View with a big win over Texas Southern, but they lost to Tarleton last week. Um, the West is still wide open, and I think that's what's frustrating the fans too is the fact that this this race is still up for grabs, and you can still take it if you just find a way to get some offensive continuity going. And not running the football, you've got to run the football. The Braves still run the football, even though it doesn't always work and it's not always successful. We stick with it. Jarvion Howard, Nico Duffy, Southern, and any team has to be committed to running the football. When you spray it all over the lot, typically good things don't happen most of the time, especially in a quarterback situation. So I think for Dooley, you know, he's always been kind of a pass happy coordinator anyway you know when you look at Kincaid at Grambling you had Jalen Morton at Prairie View when he was there you know he's always kind of been a pass first guy as a, as a coach as a coordinator so for him to get out of his comfort zone and run it more that's to me is just not duly per se now can he get off the hide and do it probably so but is that his mo probably not And is he going to have to do it yes if he's going to be successful downrange So, like you said, some adjustments he has to make. The question is, will he make them? Coaches are stubborn, Carlos. We all all know that coaches are stubborn, and it could cost them big time. We'll see if Dooley makes those adjustments or not.
0: Yeah. And speaking of the West, well, before we get to the West, after two weeks, it is clear cut. FAMU is the best team in the conference, without a doubt. Number two, Jackson State. In the West, and I was just looking at it. Some of the teams, they look the same as they did at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about coming in with teams breaking in new quarterbacks and offensively. Yeah. In the West, who knows? Who knows? Simply put. But we do know if we rank the teams after one and two, there's no doubt. But then after that, you can put, put their names all in the hat and and, and, and <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, last week, non-conference games. I I, I didn't know that um, body didn't play, but seventy-one to three.
2: Yeah, you know,
0: Prairie View gets beat, really beaten, forty-five to sixteen. Alabama State, non-conference. And I'm sorry, Miles is a tough team. I understand that but coming off of a win over southern university albeit offensively alabama state is still challenged to me defensively they're pretty good yeah you got to see some improvement and then from week 1 to week 2 is always the cliche we see the most improvement we didn't see it across the board not at all not one i older charles
1: yeah, I, I, I think for us, I think our defense, if, if there's, if I want to speak for Alcorn here a little bit, I think our defense really stood up and, you know, with three interceptions last week. So I think our defense improved, but offensively it's a struggle. Special teams was, was tough. We gave up two safeties in a game, Carlos, last week against Stephen F. When was the last time you even heard that in a game period where one team had not one, but two safeties? And we got a, obviously Coach McNair and the team I was at practice on. Thursday, they worked extensively on special teams to try to clean up that operation. So, yeah, I I would agree that right now it's you. Above the rest, no doubt. I'll put Jackson state too, but then you take number 3. I was going to say, Alabama state or Prairie view. I, I have 1 of those teams in there, the jockeying for 3, but both of them with bad losses, tough losses. So all
0: of them tied. After
1: yeah, three. Right. Three. After
0: two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah some, it, some worse than others. Yeah,
1: shake shake up the bag for number three through 12. Um, so it's this it's early. But for some teams, it's not early. For some teams, it's starting to get a little bit late, because if you haven't figured it out offensively with your continuity, when are you going to figure it out? And, and at some point, at some point, the losses mount to where you can't catch up. And so this is a big game for Southern University just to get the psyche going. And I just saw one of the posts that if you, they lose tonight, you lose the rest of the fan base. Uh, you know, that that's that's frustration. I get it. I respect it. You lose the rest of the fan base. But if you come back, and look, I'll say this about Southern. This is just Southern University. You know, they typically get off to tough starts. That they they, they they drop one in September, but then they wind up bouncing back. They win big games in October. In November, and voila, you look up there in the championship game. Now, granted, it's Jackson State. Granted, it's the number one rival for Southern. As you stated, the number one rival for Southern football is Jackson State. 30,000 in the house, then it just wasn't a good look. But you still have time and the right to write the ship. But what does the psyche come in if you don't win this game? You're 0 3. If they don't win this game, you're 0 1. Then where do you go from here? Then that's when real, I think the questions start to become a little bit more intense and massive. And then you really got to dig deep in terms of how you're going to figure it out.
0: Well the old saying from the outside looking in, being inside, being in Baton Rouge, tough. Tough.
2: Brutal. And, brutal.
0: Yeah. Brutal. Then some.
1: Yeah. Well, then we're, some. we're we're in the same boat, Carlos. I mean, our our fans are in the exact same boat. We are very similar. In a lot of ways, struggling offensively, even our running game kind of got going a little bit. Offensively, we spread it out last week when five wide receivers empty set. We scored. And then we kind of went away from that against Stephen F. Maybe we'll get back to that tonight. But our fan bases are are very similar, not happy. You know, obviously USM was tough, but you know, Stephen F was a game we kind of hung in there. But this McNeese game, they're 0-2. They got five hundred thousand dollars for playing Florida. They've given up over hundred points, and we got to get our offense going. We had ten sacks last year against them. They were fifteen and zero against the SWAC historically until we beat them last year. We're at home, our first home game. You know, we got to get this one just for the same reasons you all are looking for a win. Now it's not a conference game, of course. Our conference starts next week, mm-hmm. but for the psyche and mentality and the excitement and the energy and the synergy behind Braves football. We need this win to carry us into our swag opener next week against Preview as they come here in a big game.
0: Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. McNeese today, 6 uh, p.m. Kind of looking in the chat room. Some agree. Some disagree. Joseph says, well, uh, went away kind of fast there But I guess he was saying he suspects some changes uh, Particularly in um, Oh, Here we go Dooley should probably be making changes with the offensive line They are not helping blood All the running backs I would agree with that That statement we kind of talked about it I mean wow Tenth in scoring Near the bottom in, in running game And once again balance on offense. Charles, you're talking about Alcorn, but they're not passing the ball. And against the elite teams, the good teams, they're going to take away what you do best. And that's running the football. So you're going to have to beat somebody passing consistently. Mm-hmm. Alcorn has to be balanced. Southern has to be balanced. I understand he's, you know, offensive mind, offensive guru. And I think that's what is so frustrating.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, well, we, uh, we, for 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 southern southern nation, but 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 Charles, I'm sorry, they're going to have to get better. Yeah, you know, what, being one dimensional is not good, and that's yeah. and then it's a lot of pressure on your defense. Yes, you will have to carry the football game each and every week. No, yeah.
1: no. Yeah, well, you know, we we said it all summer. Offensive continuity was going to be the story in this league with new coaches. New coordinators, offensive coordinators, and new quarterbacks. We knew that it was going to be a rough and rocky road for a number of these teams. And so is it is it shocking? It may be. Is it surprising to me? No. I mean, even through two games, no. We're still not there yet. So it's, it's shocking to a lot of people. It's shocking the system. You know, Southern's known for scoring points. We're known for scoring points. Not happening right now through two, through, two games. So is it is it shocking? Yes. Is it surprising? Not necessarily through two games. And we're going to have to figure it out. We're we're through a non-conference now. These games really matter. And it starts today for Southern University. And uh, it's a big game for for the Jaguars. Again, like I said, in terms of just the balance. um, What does Coach Dooley do with this situation? And for us. You know what, what? Can Aaron Allen carry the day? Can can we we don't even have a hundred passing yards, Carlos, to the first two games offensively? That's that's shocking. That is absolutely shocking for a Braves team that could score the football. Our that's running awesome. game got unleashed a little bit last week, and we're gonna have to continue that with Jarvion Howard and Nico Duffy and company. Um Aaron Allen is more of the passing quarterback. He ran a little bit last week. He can show that, but we, we're clearly gonna have to find some offensive stuff against this McNeese team. I do think if we punch them in the mouth a little bit and, and jump on 21 nothing or whatever, I think our defense can hold up. But can we do that, though? That That's the story here, and I'm sure down in the bluff, that's the story there.
0: Well, Willis says we are soft. Uh, he's referring to Southern University. Uh, wow. What will a victory do for Southern University? Will it change the psyche and the mindset of the fan base? You still got to support the team, the staff, you know, and, and, and the players. Adversity has hit early. How do you respond to it? Do you overcome it? These are questions that are yet to be answered going in, into tonight. Our, our first guest is coming up, so we'll take a timeout. i scheduled to join uh, Mo Carter. He's a sports director, Fox 54 in Huntsville, Alabama. I, and I'm going to ask him, is this a, a a bittersweet moment, a time to get back home in his native state, a Southern University grad? But also, how does he feel emotionally? He played on the football um, under Coach Pete Richardson. How do you feel about uh, of this moment with Southern University struggle? Can Coach Julie and staff and players rebound? Can they respond to adversity? We shall see. Coming up next, Mo Carter, we'll take a timeout. You're watching Nicole Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. We shall return.
1: I'm returning to Clinton, Paris, and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special
2: are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of
1: Clinton, Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt.
4: and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.EmpowermentResourcesInc.org. Follow us on social media, Facebook.com forward slash Empowerment.Resources and Instagram.com forward slash
2: EmpowermentJAX.
4: Let's face it, shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. That's why when it comes to your auto, home, and life insurance needs, make things simple and trust the experts at Allstate. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your life, home, and auto policies. Bundling saves you money, sure, but it also saves you time, so you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact me, Tammy Haynes, your local agent, for a free personalized insurance quote. Allstate, are you in good hands?
3: From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus Personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Man, excited, man. We Bulldogs, and we're ready to bite. Buy- <laughs> You see, it's it's game
1: week. It's conference week. And, uh, uh, you know, and this is going to rub off on my team. Uh, Those guys are excited. We had a good practice this morning.
5: Man, I'm very excited, man.
1: We bulldogs and we're ready to bite. Hey, man, I'm ready to go. It's it's game week. It's conference week. And, uh, uh, you know, and this is going to rub off on my team. Uh, (laughs) I'm excited. We had a good practice
0: this morning. Well, and you, and you know that that, that went viral on ESPN. Uh, we're, we're joined now by Mo Carter, sports director at Fox 54 in Huntsville, Alabama, Louisiana native, Southern alum. Mo, welcome to the show once again. Mo, before we get into Coach Maynard. I, I just got to ask you, and I, and I kind of led into it before the break. A Southern alum playing in the football program—this uh, is work for you. You cover Alabama and them, but boy, uh, you got to have mixed emotions, I guess. Uh, you know, coming into this this football game, uh, Southern University struggling, Alabama and them uh, having uh, more success.
3: How, how are you feeling, though, about this 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 whole weekend? Well, it's it's been quite interesting, to say the least. um, Carlos and Charles, Um, of course, this week some folks have been dubbing this the Mo Carter Bowl for some reason. I guess because (laughs) you know it's the team that helps me get a paycheck on a daily basis against the squad that I play, you know, a number of years for in uh, Baton Rouge, and you know, been on several shows. uh, All in all, trying to break this down, Uh, but you know, clearly. I've kind of just approached it as just, you know, another work week just in general. Sometimes you have to take out personal feelings with certain things and continue to just move on with a lot of stuff. And I'm sure you're about to ask me some things I've probably already talked about, but I'm a-okay with it. I've got the practice now, so I guess I can perfect it with you.
0: Yeah, well, you know, great answer, Mo. But if you could separate, come on, how do you feel about uh, the Southern football team in Is everyone panicking too much? Is it sensationalism? I've seen some articles about the demise of Coach Dooley.
3: I mean, look, me personally, um, clearly I look around all the different um, uh, alumni boards and social media things and whatnot, and you take certain things with a grain of salt. Me personally, I'm not ready to push the panic button yet. But I'll also say that there is a cause for some concern. I'm not Mm -hmm. pushing the panic button yet because at the end of the day, Alabama State and Jackson State, while those were losses for Southern University, they were also non-conference affairs, meaning that Southern has their entire season in front of them. If they take an L today against Alabama A&M, yeah, it it continues to hurt the ante, but their season's still in front of them because, um, hey – Championships are not won in um, the month of September, and the way the Wild Wild West goes in the SWAC, they still have an opportunity to play themselves back into um, the race and, you know, try to be the claim to fame with the preseason favorite nod to win the West all in all. So that's why I'm not ready to press the panic button. But at the same time, they need to do some things to kind of – make the fan base feel a little bit better for one and then two, make themselves feel better and just do some other solid things to build some momentum for the rest of the season. You know, I couldn't disagree with that.
0: Even if I tried, Uh, Mo. you you know very well how the Jaguar nation is.
3: Of course. The
0: best thing about them is also the thing you don't want to get behind uh, on their bad side. With that being said, Alabama and them, 1-1 on the season. They played up against Vanderbilt and then um, took care of business against Lane College last week. From a momentum standpoint, Coach Maynard is confident. Alabama and them, how do they feel coming into this football game? Mo, I believe they feel very confident that they can come out with a W tonight.
3: Absolutely confidence has been the word on the hill here in uh, Huntsville Alabama with the football program I mean they were still in the game with Vanderbilt well into the third quarter it was a one score game at least seven eight minutes into the third quarter before Vanderbilt really started to pull away and then last week against Lane they were handling their own for a little while and then really really just blew it open doing simple things last week against Lane so when you have situations like that and then you go into the conference opener, things are looking on the positive for Coach Manor and the Bulldogs. And they feel good where they stand at um, basically in all three phases of the game, offensively, defensively and special teams. And of course, this nice little rant that uh, Coach Manor has, uh, which has now surpassed 80,000 views on my Twitter Um Just in general, and also you know, went viral and all that, or whatever. Like, that's literally Coach Maynard saying how excited he is, and he's like, We got the dog in us. (laughs) He's you know, he's not a member of Omega Sci Fi or anything. (laughs) His, His wife is a aka, but he's not a. Q dog or anything. I think I saw that come up in the in the chats. He's not a Q dog. He's just trying to show the world that hey, he's got the bulldog in, uh, inside of him, and this shows how much his team is ready to you know to do well today down in Baton Rouge, a place that Alabama A and has not done well in uh, previous years.
0: Yeah, and you know, kind of looking at some of the information, um, this is not to me. And you tell me if I'm wrong a typical Alabama A&M team as far as now they're a little bit more physical. They run the football. They've been successful running football. And then defensively, they've been very physical. Coach Dooley talked about, uh, man, he he may have to go into the archives a little bit to look at this 2023 version of Alabama A&M.
3: Well, of course, you know, there's no Aquil Glass. So, you know, that's that's the first thing. Um, And another thing you can kind of take a look at, too, is that, with Alabama and them, they've been trying to find an offensive identity since Glass has uh, graduated. So last year, it was a lot of ups and downs, but they did have a few positive offensively. And Donovan Eaglin, who eventually came through and was an all swag performer. This year, Eaglin is joined in the backfield by a couple other guys that'll kind of carry the load, including Ryan Morrow, who ran for almost 200 yards uh, last week against Lane, ended up getting the swag offensive player of the week, and also received a national award. For from the Black College Football Hall of Fame, so yeah, they want to really be more balanced, a little bit more run heavy, and they're going with quarterback Xavier Langford. Who, at the end of mm-hmm. the day, he's not going to put up 300 passing yards. He's just a guy that, as long as he plays mistake-free football, they're always going to have a chance. You know, in the past, it used to be as long as we got a Quill Glass, we always got a chance. But Langford is more like as long as he plays mistake-free football and does, you know, just runs the plays they call they're going to have a chance with it. And, of course, here's another thing to take a look at. On the kindness bowl where the uh, defensive coordinator, Alabama a and has truly improved um, in a vast amount. When you take a look at you know yards allowed now thus far this year and this year also, uh, they've got four sacks on the season, which I know for sure – coach Dooley and his offensive coaches are definitely taking a look at because if AM already has four sacks. One guy has three of those four sacks and Southern, I think is given up nine sacks on the year. Mm. So that's definitely got to be something uh, of concern when you look at the folks in the trenches for this game today.
0: You absolutely right. And, and Charles, I, I heard a word that we've been talking about balance on offense unlike what we've seen at Southern and All Corn State. How important is that to be balanced? But this Alabama a t- uh, and them football team is confident, coming in there, but confident coach. And Maynard is who we know. You know, uh, he's going to be out there. He's going to be confident. Some would say a little bit cocky. But, 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 but an important football game, Uh, tonight at 6 p.m.
3: for both teams oh correct absolutely important for both teams and uh you know for anyone that does not know coach manor yeah look he's very very confident you know flashes of cockiness or whatever but also too He'll tell you, you know, he'll tell you in any way, shape or form as a player. And now a coach, he has 18 championship rings, you know, whether it's from conference championships or arena bowl championships or, um, you know, HBCU national championships. So, you know, he's he he he's got the pedigree. He's got the resume to go with it. Now he's just trying to make his team kind of reflect off of it from there. So, you know, you, you have to think about uh, when you have a coach like that, players want to kind of follow their coach. They want to do good things like their coach. And of course, you know, you see all those things, but of course, Coach Kano Maynor, the man. I mean, he's a great individual as well. He's um he's a very spiritual guy. Um listens to gospel music before games. Um he's not really a rapping RB guy or whatever. Like he, he literally listens to gospel and makes sure all his guys go to church and make sure the guys are involved in the community. So those are things that I was able to pick up as a sports anchor and you know journalist here in Huntsville, you know, in in following Coach Manner with that, and of course too, if anyone was shocked at what they heard from Coach Manner, yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and just tell y'all, man, <laughs> y- 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 y'all slow to the party, y'all y'all y- really really are, and I think I'm I'm think at some point in time I'm going to uh, probably pull some of the better sound bites he's um, presented to us. And then kind of just make a nice little compilation. So, you know, for the world to go ahead and see. Uh, because, look, there's more than just barking like a dog and showing his DMX impression. Let's not forget the Ric Flair impression. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, a yeah. Good game. and, you know, there, there, there's some other things as well. But I think I'm going to go ahead and, you know, put that together uh, all in all. But as far as like the coach um, kind of reflecting things upon his players, yeah, these guys are feeling uh, quite confident. Moving forward, you know, can it be a bad thing for Southern? Absolutely. So at the same time, I almost look at it as a former Southern football player to be like, well, look, you know, maybe we need to challenge ourselves a little bit more in, in that sense and situation. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to what this game is going to show on um, the Southwestern Athletic Conference foes that aren't playing in this game, what these two teams really, really could do when they get in the conference play. Yeah. Charles. Yeah. um, Well,
1: I would. I would. In watching Coach Maynard's clips, I wonder, does Coach Maynard have a a career
3: in comedy? Because he is he he can be really funny at times. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, he is certainly life of the party and he he's just a fun person just to be around. Yeah. He he really really is and you know anytime he's in front of a camera or has a microphone or whatever you know sure he's going to be serious when he needs to be but he'll drop a joke or two you know here and there um I know that you know the Magic City Classic press conferences that you know I've attended every year at the Coca-Cola um plant leading up to games he's always got one thing to drop uh, um in, in general, because he you knows, sure, oh, I got a crowd. I, I need to go ahead and just make sure that these folks um are entertained in in, yeah. in one way, shape, or form. So yeah. it's always a good situation. And of course, you know, Coach Manor, he just does a lot of good things, all in all. Um, but as far as the fan base, you know, the people love him because it's one of those things where I think either you like him or you hate him. And majority of the people that support him truly do like him.
0: Well. You, you know, well, go ahead, Charles. You got another question. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to
3: ask, you know, just just
1: to bounce back from the championship in the spring with the glass and, and the weapons that they had in that team. I mean, that was a dynamic team. That's, you know, the, one of the best in Alabama AM's history, but then you had to move on from that. You know, just, just talk about the transition and trying to build it back up because when you have, you know, we had Steve McNair and we, you know, when, when, when it, when it goes, it goes, and you try to rebuild it and build it back. How has the fan base been the last few years since they won that championship in the spring? And just You had so many dynamic pieces, and Coach Maynard's been patient enough to be able to build it back with a lot of transfers. What's What's been that process been like for, for this program to try to get back up there?
3: Well, I know for sure that fall season tickets uh, were definitely up uh, for the first time in a number of years, and, of course, Um, They weren't able to repeat as, you know, the swag football champions, but they were able to still get, you know, record numbers and also, you know, get a lot of people to come in and buy into uh, merchandise and uh, things of that nature. Last year, of course, it was really a transitional era. They didn't win as many games, Uh, you know, certain games kind of just got away from them. But, you know, the support was definitely always there and didn't, i got to say this. You get a guy like um, Dr. Paul Bryant, the new athletic director who comes in and he wants to show support to all of his coaches, you know, from day one. And Coach Maynard has definitely been on board with what Dr. Bryant wants to do. And Dr. Bryant has been on board with what Coach Manor wanted to do. First thing I'll go ahead and say that Dr. Bryant was like, look, we got to find a way to just increase facilities uh, well, and proof uh, facilities. So. Alabama A&M gets a brand new turf surface. As a matter of fact, um, You know, Dr. Brian has a previous history of installing turf um, at different places, including Grambling. So he kind of just took the blueprint from Grambling. And I'm not sure if Grambling's turf is similar to the exact one Alabama A&M has, but I know they have the turf that has the cooling gels inside of them. So every time you walk on the field, it feels like 15 to 20 degrees cooler. And that worked out perfectly for this excessive heat that we had here in the southeast, especially here in Huntsville. And of course, there's some other things that are in the works as well. Um, some blueprints have been finalized for basically an indoor practice facility for the football team. And of course, the basketball facility has um, you know, been state of the art um, after its first year in play. There's some other things going. So with football, you know, you get those new pieces. And that because you get those new pieces, now that helps the recruiting aspects. And now Coach Maynard and them just need to add some more W's, you know, coming up. And, you know, clearly they had a pretty decent crowd for uh, the Lewis Cruz Classic. And I got to add this, too. The football team is getting into the community and making um, uh, making connections. One good thing that they were able to do this year is that all students – Pre-K through 12 in Madison County, Madison City, and other um, uh, closely located school districts, those students are getting in free for every home game this year. Yeah, we had that, yeah. Yeah, um, well, every home game, I think, except – homecoming against Tuskegee, and I think that's only because that game literally has limited tickets left or whatever, you know, due to rivalry and things of that nature. But every other home game, anyone pre-K through 12, you're getting in free. So, I mean, that's something that's almost unheard of, you know, in that age range. I mean, you, most time you get like, you know, 5 and under, 7 and under, 10 and under or whatever. But, you know, you think about it, you got kids literally in the local area from, from the ages of four all the way to 18, I will be able to get in free for some dynamic football games and some dynamic contests that are on um on the schedule moving forward. So, but to answer your question all in all, Charles, yeah, the fan base has definitely been behind Coach Manor. Now Coach Manor knows he's got to add some more W's. And see, that's and I know before the football season started,
0: there was conversation of and we always have these conversations about who's on the hot seat. Contrary to public opinion, I don't like putting coaches on the on the hot seat. Hell, I'm on the hot seat. <laughs> Coach Maynard. Coach Maynard, is he safe? because because I'm seeing all these good things, Coach Bryant. And by the way, good morning, he's Coach. By the way, and he's
5: safe. Good, oh, good morning.
0: oh, oh, oh Will
5: yeah, you he's would safe. say that. And, and <laughs> this, he's i you that.
2: I think Coach Maynard is safe. He's in fact, saying. I uh, uh Carlos, I just left Coach Boehner. Uh that's why I wasn't able to get up on campus. But I, I just left the hotel. He's uh he's having fun. Um uh, he was cracking jokes this morning, so he's relaxed. And uh I you know I mess with him. I said, Hey man, the next time you start barking, you better put a little more bass in your voice. I said <laughs> <laughs> So but uh but no, seriously, he, he he's in a good place personally. Um uh so mentally he's ready for the game and he says, Yeah. Yeah, Coach, we're ready. You know, we're ready to play. So I'm looking forward to the contest tonight.
0: Well, look, don't beat me up. I got (laughs) to ask the question. (laughs) And and Wheeler, shame on you. Um,
3: (laughs) And also, Carlos, let me go ahead and say this too. So I was about to literally almost say something of that nature as far as him being safe. But considering the fact that Coach Petaway is a little bit more connected to the athletic
4: department (laughs) (laughs) than
3: me, there's your answer right there. (laughs) He's
5: he's safe, Carlos. He's safe. Uh, you know, I, I've been knowing Coach Maynard probably about, I'm going to say 15, maybe close to 20 years now. You know, we're, we're both uh and football alums, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, and I know Coach Bryant also. I've been knowing uh, Paul Bryant probably for about mm, 10, 12 years or so. And, uh, you know, I I see that they mesh. You yeah. know, I, I kind of figured when that match was made that. That, that was a good match for uh, for both parties. And, uh, you know, Maynard likes to win. He He's brash, young guy, that sort of thing. And, you know, uh, Dr. Bryant likes to win. And uh, he's brash, young guy also. And, uh, you know, so I, I think they both see eye to eye, you know, in terms of direction, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, Maynard's going to talk it, and hopefully he's going to walk it like he talks it. 99% of the time, but you know, there's gonna be some times when his mouth gonna get his butt in trouble, and uh, <laughs> you, know, you, you kind of you know, you kind of live with that and you know, roll roll with the punches and and kind of keep it moving from there.
0: Well, uh, oh, well, we got a question for Coach Petaway.
5: No,
2: I uh, I I, I, I didn't, it. and look, I answered that I did not get over to see the basketball <laughs> because no, I, I I I had to go to the hotel where the football team was to get my credentials, and I didn't have enough time to get all the way up, out uh, to the F.D. Clark uh, Center. So I'm I'm back at my place at the hotel now. So, no, I did not get a chance to see them. If they're if they working out this afternoon, I'll see them, because as soon as this is over with, I'm headed up on campus.
0: Yeah, I, I just got a text message. Um, you, you're going to be tailgating with the Blue and Gold Century Club. Well, um, <laughs> uh, well, well, I guess I put it out there, but but you're, but, but you're safe, Coach Petaway. I, I, I literally got a text message 20 minutes ago uh, from Craig Pierre of uh, the Blue and Gold City yep. Club. Yep. And so, with, with that being said, don't you just love all the relationships that have uh, right. been built here uh, in the HBCU landscape? Uh, Mo, back to you. All right, Alabama and them wins this football game
3: because Alabama and wins this football game because of two things. They are balanced on offense, which really keeps Southern university on their toes and balance. Yeah. they They can win the game because they can be balanced on offense and that'll keep the Southern university defense on their toes throughout the evening. And also, um, the uh, they would basically take advantage of not making mistakes i was shocked when i saw that southern in two games has yeah, zero cool. turnovers right. zero First i turnovers. was completely shocked you yeah. know that they that they have zero turnovers so if alabama and m plays mistake free football then clearly you know that that does not work in the favor of uh, southern you know University, and I'll go ahead and add one of those. Here's an asterisk or whatever. History is, uh, you know, history can either play a foil or it can be a motivator for Alabama A&M as well. This Alabama A&M, the football squad, has not won in Baton Rouge since 2007. It has been a long, long time. Matter of fact, in this series, they have not won a game since 2012, um, an overtime game in Huntsville in which uh, Southern uh, missed an extra point, and Alabama a and uh, got their extra point and ended up winning that. But that 2007 game always step, you know, always sticks with me because I was a junior on that football team. We were the number one ranked team in the Sheraton poll at the time. I think AM might have been about four or five, but they were the defending swag champs. We ended up losing 33 to 28 to them on that evening, in which I think 13 points off of three turnovers um, went to the Bulldogs and their quarterback Kelsey. Luke and that one. So clearly that was the one that always like just really, really just sticks out to me. And then they didn't play other, I think for about another two or three years, but relatively since then, since they've been going on the road to play in Baton Rouge, it has not been a, a good situation for Alabama AM. and m So, you know, maybe they want to break the history mold as well with it.
2: Right. Well, he's right because this is my third trip to Baton Rouge for football. And I have not, we have not enjoyed a win here yet.
0: Well, I think you guys are very confident today. Your coach is very confident. Yep. Get <laughs> away is confident. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, it is an important football game, a conference opener for both teams. Mm-hmm. We will hopefully see an outstanding uh, football game. Mo, I appreciate the time. I know you're busy. Back in your native state. I appreciate the time, sir.
3: Well, uh, Carlos, unfortunately, man, I could not make the trip today. Um, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm back here in Huntsville. I had plans on it, but um, due to some personnel situations um, at our television station, um, I was not able to make the trip today. I'm, you know, I'm a little heartbroken that I couldn't because, you know, I like to pull the two for one all (laughs) in all. But, um, But you know, that's that's kind of how things goes. But um, you know, I hope to I hope to be able to make you know make the trip as a fan, you know, for a home game, maybe two in the future, uh, coming up. But like I said, I've been looking forward to just seeing this game just in general. So I'll be in the studio tonight, uh, checking everything out. And also, Carlos, I want to add this too. I know you mentioned Alabama AM. I think Southern can win based off of two things. If they get turnovers and if they can get the rushing attack going. If they get the rushing attack going, then that takes a lot of pressure off of Harold Blood to be trying to throw it almost 40-50 times as well. So if they can get turnovers and you know really have more of a balanced attack themselves, I think that's how the Jags can pull off a victory tonight, too. I that, wanted to make sure I get that in there. That's the key word. Balance. That's the key word to, to today. One-dimensional <laughs> offensive football
0: is not good. Southern University a minus seven in turnovers, ball security in two games, and then an anemic. I guess I better not use the word I used earlier as far as the running game, but it's been anemic, right. and it's got to in, improve because if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm taking the game plans that I've seen Alabama State Jackson State use, and I will settle with you beating me passing. I don't think you can beat me passing the ball consistently. And that's the way it is. But Mo, appreciate the uh, perspective and outlook. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and uh, we'll talk again soon, sir.
3: Absolutely, you gentlemen always um, have a great day, and I always appreciate being a part of it. And y'all take care. All right, All right. take care, Mo. Right. Wow, Alabama ending yeah. up twenty-four to fourteen
0: over Southern. I, uh, y- 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 you know, and Wheelers. We're going to get into this topic now about uh, the state of Southern University football, Coach Petaway, coach, former athlete, coach, Willa Brown, a former athlete, administrator, Charles Edmund, this Southern University football team. We often talk about adversity. How do teams respond to adversity? But, boy. From a fan perspective, the Jaguar Nation is in a sour mood. Willa, you said Coach Dooley knew or should have knew what he was getting into coming mm-hmm. into this football season. Coach Penaway, have you ever been in a position where expectations are so high and then you get off to a rough start? And then can you overcome it? And yes. what does it take for uh, this team to to, to overcome those adver- adversities?
2: Well, you start in that locker room. You you have to get to your players to believe that they can overcome the adversity that they're seeing. Uh, they have to be strong. They, got, they have to show a strong front as a group, as an organization. So the, those players and those coaches, everybody that's in those four walls, it starts there. It starts in, in their minds, them understanding and believing in the coaches and what they're doing. And one of the things I wanted to mention – I don't know the last time I, I saw a uh Coach Dooley coach team only average 12 points a game. You know, they're yes. they're anemic on the off, on the offensive end, and I think uh that's gonna be the big key. But I but I do know Alabama AM has more balance uh in their attack than what Southern has shown this thus far. But you gotta remember this is the other thing that I think they need to keep in mind. You don't blow the season up now, even if they lose tonight, because that's just one loss in the conference. Now, because those other two games were just regular season games. So you still have your goals in front of you, and they still they just gotta, hey man, they just gotta buckle up them chin straps and they just gotta bring it. They gotta believe in themselves and they're playing at home. That should give them the edge by playing at home. So they got to be able to do that. And then, like they say, blood can't turn the ball over. He's gotta be, he's gotta be a dual threat, I think. In other words, somebody's got to show Alabama A and M that they can run the football because if they just rely on the pass, I'm not sure if, they can, if they're going to beat the dog.
5: Willard? Well, got to do some things differently. You know, not not get away from who you are or what it is that you're trying to be, but, you know, things that you normally do during the week, you know, maybe you want to get away from, from those kinds of things and uh, just kind of, I ain't going to say flip the script, but turn a few things upside down in terms of trying to get that camaraderie, that gelling that you're you're looking for. You know, I think I said last week, you know, you got to get rid of the noise, you know, and and I'll say that again this week. You know, you can't go by the court of public opinion. You know, you can't be frustrated because the fans are saying this and the fans are saying that you know you truly have to circle the wagons as a program okay and and really get into these kids heads get into their minds and you know just let them know you know one one mistake is not killing us on this it's when we compound mistakes that are costing us to not win the ball game, so you know at the at the first sign of something bad happening, you know we have to be able to put that behind us as quickly as possible. You know, get it back on a straight and narrow, get it back on focus, you know, and 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 keep things moving. Just seem like right now, Southern's waiting for the ball to drop. You know, they're waiting for mm. something bad to happen. And, you know, anytime you are playing like that, you know, you know that at the first sign of trouble, you know, we're just going to maybe roll over for the rest of the day or we're going to get into that mindset where today is not our day. And as coaches, they can't allow that to happen. You know, I mean, you, you get on whatever mistakes may be made, but you put it in the rearview mirror as quickly as possible. You know, you accent the positive, you pump up the positive, you know, and, and you, keep them, you keep them going from there. But like I said, now is the time to circle the wagon. Yeah. You got to get rid of all that outside noise. Got to get rid of all the naysayers. Got to get rid of all the boo birds, all the other stuff that goes with that. You know, and, and I say this for Southern as a program, mm-hmm. not just in terms of the football program. I'm saying it athletically, period. You know, it should be nothing but positives coming out of everybody's mouth. You know, going by, seeing a coach. You know, when, when when sometimes when we would go through hard times at a school that I was at, you know, I'd send breakfast down to the coaches, to the football coaches. You know, they come in one morning and, and I'd have a uh, food service catered breakfast in their office, mm-hmm. you know, and this would be after like a three, four game losing streak. You know, and the mood would be like, wow, you know. So, I mean, just little things like that, you know, can go a long way towards improving camaraderie, improving attitudes and, you know, things of that nature. So, you got to get outside the box. You got to do some things you didn't think about normally doing, you know, but it's not about chewing everybody out and harping on mistakes, that sort of thing and stuff. It's about getting better. It's about doing better. You know, it, it's, it's about, like I said, circling the wagons. You know, everybody tied in, boots up, and, and let's go get this thing. You know, but the the seed is hot right now, and I think in every way, you know, there's no fans to bust about that. I don't think Dooley has to worry about his job or anything to that nature. But there was a lot that was expected from him coming in the door. You know, and anytime you don't rise to those expectations coming in the door, you know, people have a tendency to get off that wagon real, real fast. I always tell folks, you know, get off the wagon while it's moving slow, you know, so that way when we speed up and get the rolling, you won't hurt yourself trying to get off. You know, so go ahead and step off now you know, go ahead and step up now while I'm over slow and, uh, you know, because we're getting ready to crank this thing up, you know, and then uh, uh, Carlos, they, they, just need to, they just need to roll from there, you know, but it's a total it's a total departmental attitude
4: Yeah,
5: that's got to be in place, you know, and it starts at the top,
4: Yeah,
5: you know, yeah. It, it's, and I'm not asking anybody to do anything out of the norm or out of focus and I don't want to hear a big rah-rah speech from somebody I've never heard from, and all that sort of thing. That's that's not what I'm saying. But those coaches need to know those little subtle things in terms of administration being in their corner, that sort of thing. Coaches need to know that that administration is firmly behind them, and I know Coach Banks is. There's no doubt about that, you know. And uh, but they need to they need to know that they need to feel that, you know. They they need to understand that you know, we still got, we got people in our corner, you know, and, and they need
2: to try to keep it moving from there. Yeah. yeah. And I think Coach Dooley has been in this long enough. He he, he knows how to right the ship. And I think like on, on the weekly press conference, yeah. he, you know, he accepted responsibility of where uh the, the Jaguars are. And he says, hey, it's my responsibility to get this thing turned around and they're going to do it. So anytime that you hear the, the head man, Taking ownership of what's happening with the program, then that means those other people, they gotta fall in line. Those assistant coaches, and like uh Mr. Brown said, that everybody needs to be on the positive tip. You you don't you don't need that negativity. And that's what those assistant coaches have to preach. And I guarantee that's what Coach Dooley is preaching. But uh the bulldog in me says that we want that to start. Tomorrow, you know <laughs> <laughs> let them find their group tomorrow.
1: <laughs> well, wait, wait, no, I have to, I have to agree with you, Coach Pettaway. My comment was kind of what, what you were just. I, I saw Coach Dooley's press conference the other yeah. day too, and he looked very calm, yeah, very poised, very professional.
0: He always he looks the to same it. to me. He doesn't, you know. No,
1: so I, I mean. mean yeah, he doesn't he doesn't panic, he's not a panicky type coach, he's not a rah-rah right. type coach, and so that's kind of what you want in this situation. You want you want to kind of calm the waters yep. because it is just two games in, and yeah, and and, and coach Petaway. I heard this about coaches and fans. I heard this a long time ago. They said if if you're coaching for the fans, you're gonna be a fan. That's yep. you're gonna be sitting in the stands. That means you're gonna be without a job. That's right. That's <laughs> right. right. So, <laughs>
5: <laughs> so the reality
1: is, Coach Dooley. Obviously, I think he still believes in in what he's doing. And look, this was a this was a tough loss, you know. And, and as as the previous guest said, you know, he, this is his first game that counts, and everything is still in front of you. I looked at Southern's schedule last year, Carlos. They lost to Texas Southern in Arlington, then reeled off, I think, three straight. You know, they reeled off three straight and got back on track. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, they play Jackson State. They play Bama State. Two games against conference teams that you kind of see where you are. Now you're opening up against an uh, uh, Alabama A&M team that's very confident. I think Southern has to be confident at home. And I think that's, you know, Southern has played from in front the last two games, right? They led first. So mm-hmm. they've jumped out fast. Can they do that again? And if they fall behind early, let's say Alabama AM and m jumps out 7 nothing is it going to be, uh-oh, here we go, and that's what you don't want because if it's 7 nothing, then it could be 14-0 and 17-0, and then game's probably over at that point because now all of a sudden it's here we go again, and then you stumble and that's it. So I, I do think for Southern University, I do think they need to start fast. I do think they need to continue the continuity if they can, and especially running the football. To me, Carlos, there's only one team in this league that stays with the run when it doesn't work right here, All stay State University. <laughs> they stick with the run even when it's not working. But not every team does that. Not every team is patient enough. And I think for Coach Dooley, he has to do that. You can't throw it 50 times a game. You're not Patrick Mahomes. You can't sling it all over the yard like that and expect to win. Even for Patrick Mahomes, it, it, it's a struggle a lot of times. Southern has to run the football, I think, to settle this game down early at
2: home. Right. Now, now uh, Charles, one of the things that I'm going to be looking at, I'm going to be looking at a first offensive possession because in their first two games, they've scored on their first offensive possession in both games against mm. Vanderbilt. And then last week uh, when they played uh, lane, they did the same thing. So I'm going to be tuned in to see how effective they are on their first possession.
0: That's an interesting, interesting stat. And i still go back and harp on, you know, yeah, running the football, we've talked about it. It's important. You've got to say, but what what have we talked about so far? Being balanced. Mo talked about Alabama. The teams that are not balanced, you can look and see they're not successful. Now, yeah, I I want to run the football, but I also need to be able to pass and have success doing that. So the teams that have have been one-dimensional, Albeit early, you see what their record is. So, and then back to the fans. We we all know fans are emotional. Hell, I'm part fan too. So, you know, you want you still want to keep them happy, though. You know, because if you don't, I think you have to just have a balance again. Coaching, they're doing all that they can. The players are doing what they can. They can do. They're improving. The fan base. Yeah, they're going to be angry. They're going to be upset. And I think if you look at each fan base, if they started out 0-2, they will feel the same way. So I, I don't want to cut off the fans' participation and voice in their opinion. But as Wheeler would say, you got to cut out the noise as far as the team and the coaches and the players. They got to be focused and zoomed in on improving and, and doing the best that they can do. Let me um, turn the conversation a little bit here. There was, a, 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 and I read the article. It was an article from the Southern Digest. I think I shared it with Will. I didn't share it with mm-hmm. Van Pettaway. Um, Coach Banks now is making the uh, the rounds on um, different platforms. Concerns, basically, and i put it in a nutshell, concerns on renewing Roman Banks' contract. And I think it was brought up on the show already. Uh, AD is tied to how well that the the sports teams are doing. Um, They have a lot of other things that they're in charge of, uh, help uh, putting a staff together, uh, working with that staff, and having success. Commissioner uh, Trophy, the best overall athletic sports program. Simply the writer expresses a concern that Coach Banks' extension is coming up and they should basically take a hard, long look at at it. And then she goes on to specifically say certain things that I guess she didn't approve on with Coach Banks. I've had Coach Banks on this show several times. He's been (laughs) transparent. He's come on, and and that's, that's a good thing. Ultimately, I I think you can't just totally tie him in with the success or not success of the football program. But overall, the buck stops Wheeler, whether right or wrong, with coaches and the person that's over the athletic department. And mind you, the athletic department and the CEO of the athletic department, he has to answer to Supervisors above him So it's a what's What a balance again To get all things done With that being said I'll start <laughs> with you Willa And then I'll come to Coltenaway and Charles And I'll, I'll give my, okay. my 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 perspective on it Should Southern University Renew Roman Banks Extension
5: when it's time From the outside looking in, uh, Carlos, I say yes. Okay. And I say yes because, uh, number one, you took a coach and pretty much made him an administrator, okay? Uh, Coach Banks, you know, coach basketball, as you guys know, for years and years and has developed the skills necessary to become a more than adequate administrator. So he's homegrown, as I like to look at it, in terms of the Southern landscape and everything else that goes along with that, okay? Having said that, you know, we know, Carlos, and, and, you know, excuse me if I elaborate on this, we know that for a lot of our fan bases, there are really only three sports that they care about. Let's call a spade a spade. It's football, it's men's and women's basketball. Now, which is your pretty much your revenue sport. Now we know, you know, you'll have a faction that loves baseball, that loves soccer, that loves volleyball, that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, most of your departments are graded on that fact. They're graded on how well football does. They're greater on how well men's and women's basketball does. You know, you take a program, and I'm going to throw Alabama State in the mix. They probably have won seven out of the last ten Commissioner Cups. Mm -hmm. Okay, but nothing in football and men's and women's basketball. In the world that we are living in, even with all that success right now, Alabama State becomes an afterthought. They really and truly do because they're not successful at the three platforms that mean the most in the eyes of fans and the world at large, that sort of thing. Oh, well,
0: Wait a minute, minute. minute Will. Now, I, I, I will say they've been successful in baseball. Okay,
5: yeah. They've been successful in baseball and volleyball and tennis.
0: Track and field, and, cross country, and but, track but your point is,
5: country, I mean, the list goes on and on. You but, know, they've also they've also mm-hmm. been right up there in terms of GPA, in terms mm-hmm. of uh, uh graduation rates, and you know, the whole nine yards with that. But you know, but, but you know don't but's see them, <laughs> You don't see, you don't see them getting their just due mm-hmm. for having probably arguably. The best overall athletic program in the conference. It's almost yep. like they're they're an afterthought, you know. So I mean, and and to me, that's that's not fair at all. Mm-hmm. It's not. The AD needs to be judged on all cylinders, not just your top three sports. You know, So I would have to look at you know where Southern is in terms of the all sports yeah then up a third of the conference every year that's what I want now the the the, the tick about that is that when you got an eighteen million dollar budget, which is the top of the food chain in the SWAC, you know, then there's certain expectations I think that go along with that hmm. and so I think I think people are more peeved or pissed. When they look at the fact that, hmm, Southern's got the largest budget in the SWAC, but we can't win, you know, in football and, you know, that that sort of thing. So I, I think I think the criticisms come pretty much from that aspect. But I believe Coach Banks is deserving of, you know, an, an extension. I think he's got things moving in in the right direction. At some point in time, uh, he's got to self-evaluate and see where some of these other sports are and whether or not he needs to make some changes and, you know, some of the, the, the coaches of some of the other sports that are quote-unquote underperforming, uh, you know, looking at scholarships and all that sort of thing. Seem seems like you guys are fully funded in that area. You know, I don't know what the recruiting budgets are, things of that nature, I'm sure everybody could use a few more dollars that sort of thing but you know when you got the reputation of having the largest budget in the SWAC then there's a certain amount of pressure that comes along with that you know that that young lady that did the uh, article you know she talked about the lack of quote-unquote transparency or information coming out of the department that sort of thing i would say look at the university overall the athletic department's informational flow a lot of times is in line with the flow of information from the university. Mm. You know, it's not going to be where the athletic director is going to be out there uh, uh, talking every five minutes, that sort of thing, if your president is not doing the same. You know, his, his mode of communication is going to be in line with the university's mode of communication overall. You know. So if it feels like there's some secretive things going on or what have you, it's probably because there's some secretive things going on above him or up top of him, you know, that sort of thing. So he's not going to put the cart ahead of the horse. So I think people need to look at the entire hierarchy before they look at the trickle down to where, to where Coach Banks is when, when it comes to that area. And I'm sorry that I took up
2: everybody's side. Yeah, but, okay, I I agree with uh, Mr. Brown. I think uh, AD Br- Banks should get an extension. And I don't understand Now, To me, he's been transparent. I, I can recall uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, he came on and he was talk. he told us all about some of the different projects that was going on. Something that's in the back of my, my mind is it was something Something had to be reevaluated because they found some structural damage that lock they didn't the know about in something. Oh yeah, yeah, I think lock that the was the locker lock room, right? Right. Uh-huh. So from that perspective, I, I I think to me now, from what I've heard from him over the years, he has been transparent, I, I, unless unless I'm missing something. But I, you know, when I hear him talk, and and I'm not even a, I'm not a part of Jaguar Nation, but I understand what's going on at Southern because of the details that he gives, the reports that that he puts out there. So I, I just think that every every team in this league wants to win that commissioners cup, but only one team is gonna get it and one school is going to get it. So the Southern fans, they just have to be patient and, and I guess that that's the wrong thing to say to, to the Jaguar Nation, be patient. <laughs> because you all just don't have that. They're not looking for that. They they don't care about patience. They, this is a microwave society. They want instant gratification now. But I think if they just be patient, I think A.D. Banks has already shown that he knows what to do, knows how to do it. And to me, he's helping all of his sports. And I think that's the biggest thing that I would—I always wanted to see in, a, in, in an athletic director. I wanted to see an athletic director that didn't just put all the marbles in football and basketball. Make sure that the other sports, because the, you can win... Do you know that you can win a football championship and a basketball championship? You still can't win that trophy.
4: Yep. You can't mm-hmm. win it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm.
2: Those those other sports, the Olympic, those other sports have to be have to have a commitment. You got to make a commitment to those other sports if you want to try to win that that uh, that trophy. But now the other thing that we got to think about too: what determines the success of an athletic program? Mm. Winning the Commissioner Cup, that's not to me, that's not the only criteria for success.
1: Graduation rates.
2: Right, right. There's there are a bunch of things that, that come into play to run a successful program. And I think at Southern, I think you're seeing that. I think I think that I think that at Southern, those things are actually happening. And I hope that they uh I hope that their fans would just give him a chance. The administration need to look and know that they need to uh Renew his contract. He deserves it in my opinion.
1: Um, For me, Carlos, I've been a Roman banks fan for years and, you know, the judgment of a person is what you do in the tough times. If you recall, southern athletics was going through a tough time with the certification of student athletes, however many years ago that was Mm -hmm. Roman banks was leading the charge then and he probably could have walked out the door was pushed out the door then, but he stood tall. He was transparent about what was going on and he got Southern on the other side of that. That's what won him as far as Charles Edmond is concerned. So for me, Roman Banks, I do think he deserves uh, he deserves another contract. Right. As far as transparency is concerned, Southern University, like every other school in this league except Bethune-Cookman is what? A public institution. Right. Salaries, budgets are public record. Yeah. You can find out in the salary and the athletic budget of every school in this league, except for Thune Cookman. I work for a public institution. My salary is public record. Our station budget is public record. So you can get the information if you really want to get it. As far as lack of transparency, they may not tell you, but the information is out there. It's on paper. You got to work to get it in some cases, but it's still available. But I think Roman banks has been very good for Southern athletics. In my opinion, I think in this conference, ads are tied to the success or failure of football coaches. So if if Dooley is not successful, unfortunately or fair or unfair, he's going to be Dooley's going to be tied to that. And so we have a situation in this conference right now. You got Texas Southern. You got Dr. Kevin Granger. The football program's trying to elevate. You know, And so in another year or two, if body in that program doesn't elevate, what happens with the football program? What happens with McKinney? They're going to have a new president coming in there. So ADs are tied to football coaches and vice versa in this conference. Wheeler Brown said it. It is three sports. But if football does not win, and if an AD is in charge of hiring a football coach and that coach fails, he or she is responsible for hiring another coach and that coach fails ultimately the AD is going to be shown the door. You're only going to get a couple of cracks at it. There's too much money, too many scholarships, too much out there. So the success of, if Southern was 2-0 instead of 0-2, we wouldn't have this conversation about about Roman Banks. But they are 0-2, so therefore Dooley and Banks are tied together. And so to me, I think Roman Banks deserves another contract and they've added some sports as he's talked about on this show and he's very transparent you know he talked about the locker alone project right he said another five hundred thousand dollars is needed because of some other issues and he was very brutal and I, what stood out to me in that interview he said look bake sales and crawfish sales and catfish plates sales that's, that's okay but we need some heavy hitters to come forward to help make that project go and so that's very that's very transparent to me because I don't know if a lot of ads would have come out and said it like that, but see <coughs> it and he's very honest and and transparent about that. So, to me, to answer the question, I think Roman Banks deserves another contract. Just got to steady the ship. Southern football wins today; you won't hear Roman Banks' name mentioned. But if he loses yeah, you, he made- <laughs> you, you,
0: you, you you would, Charles. Because I, and I'm trying to be funny. I'm serious here. Um. There's a segment that did not even want Coach Dewey. Wow. Um, I, I think someone brought it up. I think Willow last week you talked about the uh mm-hmm. stars. You be amazed at some of the names that are being thrown out already. The star coaches and reads got the problem. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna say that name. I'm not gonna say it. Ray Ray Lewis. I'm not gonna say that name. No. And by the way, I hadn't heard that one. But but to me, once again, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm all in for the guys who want an opportunity that are hungry, that are young, are innovative, and they don't have that million dollar name. Give them an opportunity if the time comes. I'm literally about to puke when I hear about well, get rid of this one and bring in the star. Damn it, no! That's just my opinion. I'm always fight for the guy who who has paid the price. Coach Penderwin, you always talk about somebody if if you never give them a shot. Right. I don't have the name. So you mean to tell me I'll never be able to transcend and get things done because I don't have the star name? And hell, some of these people, those names did not even sniff an HBCU. Mm -hmm. But here we go. We're going to give them the opportunity when they didn't do a doggone thing.
2: Right.
0: I mean, not, not granted. Some may have took an official visit, but we gotta take care of our own.
2: I agree. I agree that, that that that's been me, Carlos, and I'm gonna tell you something. You hit the nail on the head because I had that same conversation in 1986 when Coach Joe called me and said, Van, I'm going to Southern. You can come go with me, or you can see if AM is gonna give you this job. Well, the president we had Dr. To cover to- he wanted a name coach. He told me that to my face. He mm-hmm. said, Coach, I just think we need a name coach. I said, oh, yeah. I said, let me I throw out some names. He threw out some. Then I said, let me ask you something. How did those people get their start? Somebody gave them an opportunity. I said, I will have a name if you give me an opportunity. And so he said, OK. So they gave it to me on an interim basis. But, but, but the moral of the story is that president wanted a name coach. Van didn't nobody know who Van Petaway was? I was just a, a former athlete, an assistant coach, but he gave me an opportunity, and that's all I needed. I took advantage of that opportunity. But if we don't give these people an opportunity, they're not gonna have a name. They'll never have a name if they don't
5: get an opportunity. And, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you, Carlos, and I'll tell you, Carlos and, and Coach Petaway, most of the people who are screaming, hire the star, hire the star have never been at the back of that line trying to work themselves up to the level that we all are trying to achieve to. They've never been in the back of that line, Carlos, and mm. had people leapfrog over them.
2: Right, That yep. were
5: not as qualified, that had not paid their dues, that had not put in the time, the blood, sweat, and tears in terms of trying to reach that very same level that some people are just walking in the door and they've been anointed, you know, the next savior of this or or the next savior of that, you know. So that that really, oh man, that gets under my skin when 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 people start talking in that manner. You know, do you know of all the uh, football coaches throughout America that have worked their way up through junior high school, high school, uh, a graduate assistant in college, going to fetch coffee and donuts? for the head coach and all, working their way up the ladder to try to get an opportunity you know, to become a head coach or somebody who just steps in the door and say, Hey, I'm here. You know, I played 20 years in the NFL and I'm in the hall of fame. Give me the job. I'm worthy. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just something about that Carlos. But like I said, most of the people who are screaming for that to take place, are people who've never been in that back of that line, people who've never had to toil, you know, coming up you know, through the the ranks, that sort of thing, never had to get their fingers dirty and all that sort of thing. They just see what's happening out there and look at the press clippers and all that sort of thing. That can happen at my school, you know, where we see that the likelihood of that happening at your school is like slim and none.
0: Yeah. Well, and they and they couldn't they couldn't go to their respective universities where they matriculated through. Some got a degree, some didn't, but most right. did. You, you don't get a shot there, or so exactly. oh, you could, oh, you could come down to HBCU because they're they're so forgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, I. I I, I, I'll get off of that, but uh, uh, to the point, Charles, And sorry to uh, uh, interrupt you, but there, there, there's a faction, and you just got to just be simple and plain with it. Did not want it. and now with this going on and what's happening, they're even louder. They're chirping and chirping, and guess what? I don't care if I have to stand by myself. I'm still supporting the coach, the AD as is, until otherwise, and guess what? If they sell, fail or succeed, it'll be because our, they didn't do something, but at least I'm still going to support them yeah. and, and the players. Am I disappointed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm disappointed. Zero yeah. and two, but guess what? I just can't give up. I just can't do it. I can't give up on them. No. And in just the, 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 the way it is, but um, I remember Coach Pete Richard told me the best thing about the Jaguar nation is also the most disappointing, they'll love you to death when you're winning, but then if you're not, yeah. oh, it can be very troublesome, very troublesome. So, Coach Dooley, it I, I I hope you come out tonight and I hope you turn things around. I'm still. With you, I'm still with Coach Banks. I'm still with the universe, and I graduated from Southern University, and hopefully, uh, everything will will turn out right. Twelve thirty seven Central Standard Time. Go ahead, Charles. I, I, I don't know. I mean, look,
1: I'm, I'm, we're in the same boat, Carlos, in terms of just success. Okay, so here you have a coach and Fred McNair. That's one that at 1 six straight division titles, and was on uh-huh. top of the mountain, and people loved him two bad years in a row coming off the of COVID and all of that. And now all of a sudden people are like, okay. And with every loss, the, the anger is building just like it is down there. But then you, break <laughs> up, you, you, Hey, it, it, it's, it's, it's vicious here too. Now I, I, I will say that. I mean, we're all on social media. You know, I get calls every single week after every single loss and it's, it's vicious out there. I can tell you, but then when you say, well, look at his track record, he won six straight division titles, been to Atlanta and all that. No one's talking about that now. And this is a what have you done for me lately society. Yep, yep. What have you done for me lately society? And I'm learning that in the most brutal way because no one is even talking about that right now. And so we're in a new era of fandom and pressure to win and getting it done right now, especially when you're seeing teams like Jackson State win at the level that they're winning, other programs with bigger budgets doing things. So there is a lot more pressure to win now as compared to maybe 10 years ago where you had a little bit of time to kind of build it up. You don't have that now. You got to hit the ground sprinting, not running. It used to be hitting the ground running. You got to hit the ground sprinting. And there ain't many Carl Lewises out there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, 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 you know, good point. And, guys, um, a sudden night sent me uh, uh, some information. Trey, You know Trey Oliver. I yep. think you know him well. Uh-huh. The first two years, not, not good. And, you know, first year not good, second year mediocre. Now in the last 19 conference games, I think it's 16 and 3. So what does that say based on and then my question, and then we'll move on. My question to, to the panel is when did this specifically start the pressure to to win and now no honeymoon period. I have a theory when it started. Well, you're saying money, but specifically, well, money meaning paying the coaches? Okay. Well, historically, coaches in this conference, football we're talking, and we should have this uh, conversation. Our peers in the Southland didn't get quote-unquote paid as much as HBCU football coaches, but when it came to head-to-head competition, the swag didn't do well. They didn't do well in those non-conference games. So again, when besides the money, specifically,
5: when did this start?
0: That now I, you've I got th- to I win. Think,
5: I think certain programs, certain programs, Carlos have always been in that in that category. Well, I, I understand I that. So, I think Southern has probably Jackson State has, uh, uh, uh FAMU has, uh, North Carolina A and has. You know, there, there, are more than a handful of these programs that have always been that way. You know, far as far back as I can remember. <laughs> you know, so, so those things haven't changed at all. But Charles made a good point last week or maybe week before last. When you start paying these coaches around $300,000 a year, like some of these programs are paying now, you know, that necessitates a let's get it done right now type mindset also. You know, so back when you were giving a coach $125,000, 130000 you know, maybe the, the roar wasn't as loud. But for some of these programs, that roar has always been loud. And coaches know that when they take these jobs. You know when you become the head coach at Southern University that you're going to have to get it done right now. You know when you become the head coach at Grambling, the pressure is to get it on right now. You know, and like I said, the, the list goes on and on.
2: Well,
0: that's a valid point. Um Southern, FAMU, Gramlin State, they've always been the expectations to win. But if you tie in 10, 15, 20 years ago, and we know Coach Doug Williams had a, a a big salary, then Coach Pete Richardson. But I think you had better success compared to now when you're getting paid more. And then with the head coaches, here we go again. If you have a budget, say of eight nine million, we use that, and the head coach is getting the majority of that. What about the assistant coaches, the position coaches? They're not paid well, and they do a lot of the coaching. So much is given, I understand. Well, much is given, much is expected, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can compare, compare, and contrast, I think you have better. Yeah, teams winning more consistently and better
5: with less pay. I think, uh, Carlos, the onus is on the head coach in the negotiating process, you know, to make sure that that coach's salary pool is where it needs Mm -hmm. to be. That's all all Mm -hmm. of that process. I think uh, uh, a lot of times coaches, when I've sat in on uh, negotiations, things of that nature, they want at least uh, a double – in the, in the coaching pool what the uh, head coach is making or at least close to that close to that number you know mm-hmm. in order to be able to hire quality people in order to get the job done so these yeah. coaches know that you know and they go in pretty much in a negotiation process fighting for those dollars in that assistant coaches pool you know i I've, I haven't been in a negotiation yet. When you know a coach has not brought up the fact that hey, you know I need to pay my coordinators eighty eighty five thousand, you know, or I need seventy thousand for the offensive line coach, or I need you know sixty five thousand for the running back coach, or you know things of that nature. So that's all a part of the was supposed to be all a part of the process, and it's a foolish coach, Carlos, that doesn't go in to that process trying to negotiate the best dollars he can get for his assistant coach, knowing that his success is he's, going to be tied to whether hey. or not he's able mm. to bring in the best coaches possible. You know, so if I if they give me 300000 okay, I'm foolish to think that I'm going to be able to get all that done by myself with a $25,000 offense coordinator, <laughs> a $30,000 defense coordinator, you know, a $15,000 running back coach.
1: You know, I'm going to be out of there so quick It's going to make my head spin Yeah, mm. well, well Carlos Let me let me say this real quick, and I know you don't We don't talk about Coach Sanders But let's play this out, let's say Coach Sanders stayed at Jackson State, let's say He was at Jackson State now Alright, with the amount of money that he was getting And if they, they won the SWAC Just think how much money he will be getting Now, and how that Elevates other coaches and puts Pressure on administrations To be competitive Yep that's gonna. I mean, you got four coaches in this conference making over three. Mm-hmm. Coach Sanders would be making over four, so that's gonna bump those coaches up. That's gonna bump the mid-tier coaches up, and it's gonna bump the bottom-tier coaches up. Now, can we, will,
0: can we afford that, though? I mean, well, I mean, gee, hey,
1: you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't know whether we can afford it or not. But you're talking about being competitive in terms of your assistant coaches pool, in terms of your head coaches, and getting the best. That, that all of that is out there, and you have to, you know, it's willing and able. Every so, AB is willing to do it, but not every program and school is able to do it. But you want to be competitive, you know? Carlos,
0: I put it
5: like this. I put it like this, Carlos. So, Carlos, not 700,000 would be the going rate, 800,000. Carlos, Carlos, do you want to play the game or do you want to play at the game? Say that wait a minute. Say that That's again. the question. So I'm a little slow. Play, Say that again. Do you do you want to play the game or do you want to play at the game? Can I, can because if you want to play between? at the game, if you want to play at the game, then you're going to lowball and all that sort of thing and stuff and not be able to give these head coaches what they want. But if you want to play the game, okay, then you're going to have to step up in the same manner that your competitors are stepping up you know who, who are doing well you know and and you may have an anomaly every now and then you know where a a bottom feeder steps up and bites somebody in the butt and go all the way that sort of thing but more often than not you know it's those top feeders that are going to rule the roof so to speak on a, on a regular basis well they, they, they can win in the conference
0: but but I'm also going to look at how they do outside the conference with mm-hmm. their peer. And I think that's valid to consider that. Much is given is what I'm hearing Definitely. from now. Definitely. Much is given. Much is expected. Definitely. Definitely. And sometimes that doesn't mean you're going to have a great program across the board. But, hey, 600000 Maybe seven hundred thousand. Coach Sanders is still here in, in, in the SWAT. The going rate right, he's winning. Who steps up next? Valley can't mm-hmm. pay eight hundred thousand. No, Alabama State can't pay $800,000. hundred. I'm just using. I'm just right. doing that term out. I, mm-hmm. I think we just have to be very careful. Yeah, you live in a capitalist society. A coach has to get what he figures he's valued at. But once again, I'm still looking at those other guys because. The head coach does not make a football program or basketball program. He can't do it alone. Oh, boy, 1248. Where do we need to go now? I appreciate everyone coming on. It's always a lively discussion. It's always a lively discussion. Um, last week, and here's my recap. Oh, i have it here somewhere. Swag recap last week. And here's what I mean, guys let's just say it was a tough week yeah in the conference everybody fair with that statement yes well okay mm-hmm. Toledo mm-hmm. over Texas Southern I didn't know body didn't play but somehow I figured maybe it would have been 61 to three just yeah. just not a good performance uh but through cookman uh, they defeated Savannah State 31 to 6 Tennessee State defeated UapB 24 to 14. Of course, it was Jackson State over Southern, twenty-seven to fourteen, a shocker. Miles over Alabama State, twenty-one to seventeen. I guess they were still celebrating uh, that victory over Southern <laughs> University uh, game game one. But historically, Miles is tough, and they brought it. Stephen F. Austin over Alcorn State. Now Charles stated, Alcorn was able to run the football defensively. They got three picks. So the score doesn't indicate how close it was, Charles?
1: That is that is correct. It was a one-score game in the third quarter, and our offense just couldn't get it going. Special teams, we gave up two safeties. Our defense mm-hmm. just wore down. So, yes, uh, offensively, just like Southern with the quarterback play, we got two quarterbacks. Aaron Allen's going to start today. We got to find a way to get some offensive continuity throwing the football, and that's been the, the troublesome part of this for the first two weeks.
0: Wow, isn't it funny? Harold Blood throws for 300 yards. I'll take and that. <laughs> and, and we're not happy. All corn quarterback, they can't throw for 100 yards. Go figure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Go figure. South Florida over FAMU, 38 24, 14 point loss. FAMU, without question, best team in the conference. There's no debate, no discussion about that. I'm that is sorry. Correct. Yeah.
2: yeah, they scored in every quarter, scored in every quarter.
0: And they come to Baton Rouge in a couple of weeks. Ooh. We shall see Abilene Christian. I'm disappointed. Purview loses 45-16, to 16, but I guess it was close perhaps to the fourth quarter. We don't know. I have to look into the particulars of that number. LSU over Grambling State, 72-10. to 10. It was, what, 14-10 to 10 at one point? Yeah. My phone is blowing up. See, <laughs> grandma State can run the football.
4: <laughs>
0: had a 100-yard rusher. By yeah. the way, thoughts and prayers to the young – a uh, student athlete that got injured, a, a, a serious neck injury. Guard speed to the player. And then Thursday night, Miami over Bethune Cookman 48 to 7 over Bethune Cookman. Today, GSU and Florida Memorial at 2 p.m., UAPB, and Miles at 4 p.m. Watch out, UAPB. Can Miles yeah. uh, lead the conference beating UAPB and then beating Alabama State? We shall see. FAMU and West Florida. Dangerous game in the beginning of the season. Talking about it. I think FAMU rolls today. West Florida, pretty good team, but FAMU is just, they're pretty doggone good. Alcorn at McNeese. I got Alcorn getting on the wind column against McNeese. We shall see. Purview and them at SMU. No, that is what it is. That's tough. Southern Alabama and them. TSU at Rice. And Jackson State at Texas State, a very interesting game playing up. I believe Jackson State will score some points, but Texas Southern, Texas State uh, will win. Of those games, uh, Coach Petaway, which one you are looking forward to besides Alabama A&M and Southern?
2: West Florida and, and florida a and i A&M. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking to see if uh, Florida a and can continue to show all of us how good of a squad they have. And I just hope they can get through that game without, you know, getting injuries so that they can get ready for the conference slate. But uh, I, I'm with you. I, I'm really impressed with Florida AM and and what the Rattlers are doing
0: on the football field. Uh, breaking news. Coach Fetaway Craig Pierre says um, Carlton Rice and you will tailgate
4: <laughs>
0: with the blue yeah. and gold. Make sure you <laughs> tell them to enjoy we're frying fish, his favorite, to today. But
2: look, I, I'm gonna tell you something. See, Carlos, I've been here since Thursday. You know, I, I came to Baton Rouge on Thursday, and, and we've had a great time, man. It's uh, I, it's just something about the swag, man. Is, you know, meeting people and and you know, we we keep saying this, but it's true, man. Mm-hmm. All the way from Huntsville and Baton Rouge, and it's it's just like I'm at home, man. It, it, you got so many people that have reached out and have taken me different places, man. So it, it it's nice to be here, man. And I want to watch a, a great, great game tonight.
0: And speaking of that, uh, Blue and Gold Century Club, a great sponsor of uh, the Carlos Brown Show. Uh, we appreciate them. And um, just want to encourage you to ride with the Blue and Gold Century Club to Pine Bluff, Arkansas, September the 30th. Cost $155, which includes game ticket refreshments and a ton of fun contact Craig Pierre at 225-324-7234. And hopefully it'll be a better mood. Southern, uh, sorry, Coach, By Hopefully coming <laughs> off of a, uh, a a win. And then uh, in, in two weeks, they have an off week. Willow Brown, I saw some pictures of you. Uh, in your days at North Carolina AT, very, very, impre- very, very impressive. Um, any game that you're going to be in, in, in particular? Oh, by the way, someone asked, were you from
5: Mississippi? No, I don't think so. Baltimore or no, Maryland? Baltimore. Baltimore is my home.
3: Yeah.
5: and uh, uh, But, you know, I'm interested in the Southern game this evening. You know, when we talk about back being against the wall, it is truly against the wall right now. You know, I mean, even though, you know, like we say, still got a lot of season left, that sort of thing. But, you know, losing begets losing. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's easy for that thing to to snowball. And, you know, you don't want it to get, you know, a a Mm -hmm. run to where, you know, it manifests itself tonight and you know then they not be able to get out of that funk for another two or three weeks yeah so i i think i think it's big tonight uh you know i'm interested to see what kind of adjustments you know coach Dooley and his coaches you know have made interested to see what kind of attitude you know the kids come out with that sort of thing you know are are they ready to play are they waiting for you know, the, the the ball to drop, that sort of thing. And uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna go with Southern tonight. Yes. I, I, I think I think it's time for them to turn it around. You know, I think it's time for them to get it on track, you know, and, and, and I and I think they're gonna they're gonna run for a while. They're gonna they're gonna roll for a while after 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 this one. But you know, you just gotta get that first one up up under the belt and you know, Coach Maynard is my homeboy and, you know, fellow alum and all that sort of thing and stuff. And so, you know, I hate uh, uh, rooting against them. But, you know, I've I've been in a situation where Southern is in right now, uh, you know, at a, at a couple of schools. And I can see how quickly it can turn around. But I've also seen uh, that sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes you never get out of that hole. So... it's going to be a testament to coach Dooley and his staff in terms of how they get these kids ready and and how they turn this around because it's truly we say it's on the kids it's not on the kids the coaches got to dig them up they got Mm -hmm. to dig them up they got to get them up out this hole you know whatever it is whatever tricks of the trade mentally or what have you they got to go back to coaching 101 that sort of thing and stuff and you know, dig out all of the uh, uh, things that are necessary in order to get these kids moving forward. and But I, I think they do that this evening. Charles, we got about four minutes left. And then
0: uh, I I have uh, something to say um, about facing the adversity. But go ahead, Charles. Winning
1: is contagious. Losing can be contagious if you allow it to be. And so we'll see if Southern can bounce back um, tonight. The game I'm looking at as far as Western Division is kind of off the beaten path. UAPB is a team that I'm eyeing a little bit. You know, they had a pretty good crowd in that Southern Heritage Classic up there. Um, they're playing Miles. I know don't sleep on Miles. I said that in Alabama State got tripped up and if UAPB plays with it, they're going to lose at home. So I'm looking forward to that. That's the one game I'm looking forward to, to see if UAPB with a first-year head coach can kind of get it going. So that, that's the one thing. Uh, the other game, obviously Southern and Alabama a and M. I don't know, Carlos. I, I don't know. Last oh. week, I
0: I know. Go ahead and pick Alabama and him. I, well, I him yeah. go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I know. I,
1: I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just concerned as a as a person that follows Southern whether that offense can get going. I mean, I think Southern's defense, even though they've struggled, but when you when you're throwing it all over the yard, three and out, you back your defense up. I don't know if Southern can get out of the hole right now. And and so I think if Southern gets off to a faster start, I think they'll win the game. But if it's the same old saying, they jump out 7 nothing. next thing you know, you look up at 17-7, seven, here we go. And, you know, the one saving grace quickly is that if you lose this game, you're 0-1, but you still have the other division games that if you went out in those, then you're still right where you want to be. So if there's a saving grace there, it's that. But Southern needs to win this game. I, I'm, I'm going to, as much as I love the Jaguar Nation, I love them. I've eaten with them.
2: But I'm going with Alabama A&M. And then I, way, I, think, I think you already know. You already you know, know. Right. right. Okay. I, I, I'm going to be real short. I think we're going to get this game because right now I don't think the mindset is in the right place for Southern. So if we're going to win at Southern, tonight is the night.
0: And we're not surprised. I least I'm not with Charles. Charles probably will pick against Southern 10 times.
2: Oh, this, no. no. He for Southern. No, sir. for really. Southern. No, sir. I had Southern beating Alabama
1: State. I that had Southern Alabama State. I had in the first that, game.
4: That was yeah. an exception to the rule. Uh, <laughs> but, but look,
0: on, on, on a serious note, I often talk about uh, overcoming adversity. And um, i kind of been wrestling with this. Um, for two months, so I'm going to say this and then we're going to wrap up the show. Um, Coach Petaway, you could probably appreciate this. Um, a lot of times we have to deal with health issues, right? and uh, right now I'm, um, I'm dealing with a, a health issue. It's called chronic kidney disease. Wow. And so I, I've been fighting it, and so uh, I've kind of been wrestling about going over with it. So I just want to tell you, I'm a fighter, and um, I always talk about it. So I got to practice with it. I preach. You've got to um, overcome adversity. I'm doing much better. I'm going to just be brutally honest with you. I'm on dialysis, wow. but I'm doing it at home.
2: Gotcha.
0: And so I had a younger brother who passed from the same situation. Some of it is um, genetics, yeah. uh, but I got a good staff around me at home medical, and so the nuts of this is this, I will need a kidney transplant. And so that's just the way it is. Not worried, not worried at all, but as as black men, we must continue to look at our health and make it important. And uh, I've been fighting with this issue for a while, at least four or five years. So I, I look to, 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 overcome it and I preach it overcoming adversity. So I look forward to, uh, going forward. I'll have a birthday coming up, uh, October the 29th, but, um, I, I'm going to need a, a kidney transplant and I'm going to get it. And that's the way I look at it. So don't <laughs> feel sorry for me. I, yeah. Prayers. Yeah. I will take that. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be all right, one way or the other. So I just wanted to say that and share that with everyone. Um, Your health, you you, got to stay on top of it. Mm -hmm. And um, if you do that, it'll be all right. Quickly, closing comments, or do we need any?
2: No, we don't need any. Thanks for sharing, man. That that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing, because our people need that. Thanks,
5: Carlos. And Carlos, you're a Mm -hmm. fighter. You're a fighter to the utmost degree. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about that. No doubt about that whatsoever. You're always going to come out swinging, and you going yep. to knock out whatever opponent is in front of you. So, you know, know that you got our continued support. Anything we can do on this end, you yep. know, you ain't even got to shout loud, just whisper. And <laughs> we'll be there, ain't no right, doubt about right. it. I appreciate, I appreciate that.
2: You,
0: yes, sir. I'm yeah. all right. I'm all right. Now I'm going to go enjoy some football <laughs> and um, do the good things. But, I, but again, I just wanted to share that with you. It was on my heart to do it. I wanted to do it last week. So, um, you know, hey, it's going to be all right. I want to thank Roy, everyone who uh, chimed in. Let the discussion uh, continue. And, and, and I love this. Saturdays, this makes my day talking with you guys. So much love and peace. Until next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition. There you go, Charles. Get ready for (laughs) the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Until next time, peace. And God bless. Go Jags. And by the way, Jaguars, I got them winning. Come out fighting, swinging. (laughs) In that move. Peace. (laughs)